This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast. Dutch Dalton joined, as always, by Gimme Gibbler. That's me. Gibbler, how you been? I've been good. It feels like Busy, it's been a good. long time it since has. we recorded one of these. I mean, I've been stuck back here in the Midwest, and you're out like, oh, I'm just out in Aruba. Yeah, it's... That's bullshit. Well, if it makes you feel any better, we went with family, so it wasn't that enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it'd still be being here. Well, you know, it was nice. It was a good time, uh, you know, especially as you get so like bogged down in life with computers and phones and uh, like spend basically a week with your kids. And they can't use that stuff. I tell you what, I've had some of the best vacations where I couldn't have access to my phone. Because I, like, really enjoyed my surroundings and not worrying about what I'm missing out on. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So we got a really cool show coming up today. We've got Bob Zaney, who is, in my opinion, a legend in comedy. He's awesome. Yeah, so he's going to be on the show in the second half. But I thought, before we go there, we've been kind of doing these cool little stories the last few weeks. Okay. And I thought, you know what, let's do it again. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm so, in. So, Gibbler, let me ask you a question. Okay. We both, well, one of us has a job. <laughs> <laughs> but in your life, what do you consider success? What's your definition of success? What makes you happy? I was going to say, success is actually just like enjoying life and being happy while still being <laughs> While still paying bankrupt. your bills? <laughs> right. The bills is the important part, right? Yes, yes. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Basically, we're we're going to talk about one guy specifically. Okay. That probably has gone the path that many people start out to do, and they're trying to make other people happy. And then the moment they realize they got to find their own way, the guy ends up owning two islands in Fiji. Oh, is that not a yeah. big deal? And it's no joke. Right. So one of the things that I first started to think about is what makes people happy or successful. And a lot of times people want to try to make everybody else happy. I am a people pleaser. Right. I am. AJ is. Yes. One of the things that I thought about, and it falls right along with this guy's name's Jim. And so Jim grew up in the Southern California area in the uh, 1940s, 1950s. His dad was a pharmacist. They owned a local pharmacy. And... Much like everybody else at that age, he's going to make his dad happy, and he's going to go to college. Okay. But he doesn't want to go to college. He doesn't want to go to college. No, he doesn't want to go to college. He doesn't want to have the family pharmacy. Right. So Jim, he he goes to college. He he actually goes to USC, so it's a very good school. Yes. He enters the, uh, the College of Pharmacy. Okay. But at the same time, what I've done in my life, what you've done in your life, what AJ's done, you develop a bond with an animal. Not in a weird way. <laughs> and uh, old Jim here, he, he fell in love. He had a dog, and it was an English setter. Oh. And he fell in love with this dog. And he, he loved the dog so much that even when he was at USC, he would take the dog to class with him. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. But in the late 60s, you know, he's being his own guy. He's got long hair, and he's got a big long beard. Well, it was the 60s. Yeah. Well, the dean at USC apparently is not a fan. So he actually told Jim, he's like, you really should cut your hair and shave your beard. And Jim was like, fuck nah. it, I'm out. So he drops out. It's a college dropout. 
Right. Right. Signs, signs everywhere. Are signs. <laughs> right. Oh, go ahead. So he, he's trying to find <laughs> his place in life like we all are. And he decides, you know what I'm going to do? He hops on a motorcycle and he drives throughout the Southwest for a full year. And he's just doing his thing. He comes back to Southern California and he realizes, just like we talked about earlier, you got to pay bills. Got to have that J-O-B. Got to have that J-O-B. So he goes to work for a company and he's driving around in this this broken down Honda Civic and uh, he's selling parts out of the back of it at motocross events. Just him and his dog. <laughs> right? Just... So what do you mean by parts? Like part, like if they needed a brake pad, if they needed handles, if they needed a starter. So he was like Napa on wheels. But in a Honda Civic. Right? <laughs> and so the company he was working for he would go to him and say, you know, I've got an idea that would make a great product. And they literally told him, just shut up and go sell. We don't need your help. Okay. You know, you know how companies can be sometimes. <laughs> Think they have all the answers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. And so Jim has 300 bucks. And he's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make these things myself. And he names it after his dog, the company he founds. And he starts making hand grips. And these uh -huh. hand grips, people love them. Now, these are the exact same hand grips that he wanted that company to sell that they told him. Just, just go right. sell stuff. Right. So he starts at 1975. He's 25 years old. And people are loving these things. And he realizes as they take off at the start, you can't see the hand grips. Nobody knows the products he's making. So he decides to start making goggles. And he's now he's making motorcycle goggles. Okay. And he's like, these would work. For snow. So now he's making snow goggles. And it just keeps growing, right? Right. And so this guy who took $300 and a love for a dog eventually becomes one of the top 700 richest people in the world as a college dropout. Wow. Okay, so I've got to know what the brand is. The what's brand? His what's his dog's name? The dog's name is Oakley Ann. <gasps> Oakley's. He started Oakley's. He started that company for 300 bucks trying to get his employer to do, you know, these products and they mm -hmm. wouldn't do it. So he did it on, he, he grabbed life by the balls <laughs> and says, I'm going to do it. And the thing that's interesting to me in this whole story is really two things. First of all, a degree that hangs on the wall is not a definition of success. No, it's not. People think you have to have a degree. You don't have to have a degree. This guy owns two Fiji islands he owns an island off the uh, the West Coast in Washington. He's getting ready to buy another one. Because of ingenuity. Yeah, and just being a badass. Just knowing how to market something and just knowing what needs marketed. Absolutely. So if if anyone's listening <laughs> and you think to yourself, you know what, this isn't really what I want to do or I want to be happy or my mom's making me feel like I have to go to college. Sometimes old Jim here will teach you, Jim and old Miss Oakley, Oakley Ann, that just do what makes you happy. Yes. And sometimes you just figure out a way to be happy. You know what? I would love to start with $300 and make a fortune. Oh, my gosh. The guy's a billionaire. Self-made awesome. billionaire. Because he wasn't afraid to take yeah. a chance. So that dog? Yes. Obviously, you know, the dog has, has come and gone. But he's, he fell in love with these dogs so much, even as a guy that's just extremely wealthy. He raised English setters for over 30 years. That's cool. Yeah. 
It's very cool. I love dogs. Yeah, so basically... It was you a learned, good sweetie. <laughs> oh, Oakley. <laughs> you don't need a college degree, <laughs> but you do need a kick-ass dog. Kick-ass dog and some UV resistance. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like these stories. I like them. Yeah, these are fun. Because it's like... I just want to know what's the dog's name because I want to know who this is and what they did. See, that's the cool part. Yes. It's time to move on to talk about our sponsors. <laughs> our sponsors, the two we want to thank. We want to thank New Boswell, located in the Depot District here in Richmond, Indiana. Make sure you follow them on Facebook because they have all kinds of different entertainment that you can go and watch. They have live music. They have comedy. They have open mic nights. They have open jams. You name it, they have it available there. It's always a good time. The next one we want to thank is the Sheridan Pub, located very appropriately on Sheridan Street. <laughs> And uh, they're located here in Richmond as well. They're the home of our family feud nights. We're going to have one of those a month basically through the end of the year. So you can follow their page or follow ours to find out exactly when we're going to do that. Uh, they've got some really good bar food as well. Oh, they're kraut balls. Yeah, they've got homemade sour kraut balls. Very good. Highly recommend them. So again, thank you to uh, New Boswell and Sheridan Pub. Uh, welcome back to the After Two Beers podcast. Dutch Dalton joined, as always, by Give Me a Good Look. That's me. And today we have a very cool guest on the show, a, a legend, in my opinion, of, of comedy. That is Mr. Bob Zaney. Thank you, Dutch. And uh, I, I don't know if I've ever actually been introduced as cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We grew up here in the Midwest. We've listened to Bob and Tom for years. And when we think of some of the, the coolest celebrities, coolest comedians that have that have graced those airwaves. You are certainly one of those people. I'm right up there with all the others. That's what I hear. <laughs> well, actually, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about. We've, we kind of talk about history at times, but we've had some really cool comedians that have come on the show. But you've been doing com comedy now for, what, over 30 years? Uh, actually, it's, uh, I'm in my 42nd year right now. I started wow. when I was 15. That's incredible. So kind of making Kimmy do the math there in her head. <laughs> you weren't taught that. Were you ain't in your calculator app? <laughs> I mean, I am a blonde now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing it for a long time, uh, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing uh, the way it keeps changing, you know. I have a podcast myself called The Bob Zaney Show, and I've had people on. It's on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, Stephen Wright and Carrot Top and Billy Gardell and a bunch of people we all know, and I talk comedy with them, you know. And the, the question, you know, people who are very successful, I always say, do you ever think you're being successful? And they all say no. And I go, why did you get into it then? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to at least kind of believe a little bit, don't you? It seems to me like comedy is really a fraternity. Comedians bond together. You're your own breed of people. You're your own gang. <laughs> it's like, Well, you know what it is? It's, it's the astronauts club. You know, there's very few people who can say they're an astronaut, and I think there's very few uh, people, you know, overall with the you know, number of people in this country that can say that they're a working stand-up comedian. And, you know, you talk to anyone who's done it 20-plus years, they've got their, you know, war stories, and we can all relate to them. So, you know, and you're basically up there by yourself, so it's kind of a lonely job. But that's why I think uh, you bring so much to the show, Dutch, for Kimmy. <laughs> well, one of the things I wanted to ask, you mentioned you, that you have your war stories or horror stories. Give us one. Give us one of your top stories from the road. Well, you know, there's, there's a bunch of them. There was a documentary that was done a few years back about my career called Close But No Cigar. And uh, it talks about how close you get to things and then it just falls apart. 
And, uh, you know, it happens. It's now, I always tell young comics, because I'm at the point now where people have me come in and speak to the classes, and, and, and I've mentored young comics. So I say, we're never paid to perform. We're paid for everything that leads up to the performance. Because when you, if you, when you start out, you're pretty much doing it for free to learn your craft, you know? Right. It's almost like going to school. And you're also, you know, you, you end up with a big student loan after a while if you're <laughs> on the road. Yes, but uh, I have many you know, stories, we... but I don't like to focus. I don't like to focus in on the negative. Uh, I like to think of myself as an optimist with a reality chaser. <laughs> I know the glass is half full. I just want to know who the hell's been drinking out of it. <laughs> right. Do I have to pay full price, baby? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what. Obviously, the baby is. Is I mean, it's synonymous with you. And the joke of the day. Do you have a joke of the day you would share with us? No, I. You know, it's funny. I was uh, I was on Bob and Tom and talking about that because I had to go up against somebody. Ace Cosby was doing the joke of the day. I had this guy. I was in Jackpot, Nevada. It's in the middle of nowhere, and uh, it's you know I, I like to describe Jack to not Jackpot, Nevada, three casinos, general store post office and trailer park. <laughs> I, I walk into the casino, an older guy at the penny slot looked up and said, hey, Bob Zaney, what's the joke of the day? And I said, you're a winner. <laughs> Hanging out in the middle of the desert playing penny slots. Yeah, I'm a people person. I love people. I, this, is, this, this is a true story. The other night I had this guy come up to me with a neck brace, and he says, I remember when you weren't so big, and I I looked at his neck brace and said, I remember you'd have to commit insurance fraud to make a living. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I actually, and you know, that's another thing about jokes. I mean, people will write them for you. Another guy came up to me and said, you know, I put in my teeth in shades tonight to be here. (laughs) And I was thinking, that makes sense because if you don't put your teeth in first, it's going to be very stubbly of a shade. (laughs) It's all sucked into your mouth. Yeah. Obviously, comedians go through the point in life where they get heckled by the crowd. Have you ever been threatened physically? Uh, yeah, I, a little bit, but, you know, my act, too, I, I work the audience, and so it does have that opportunity where it can go wrong, but I, I, over the years, I've learned, you know, I played high school football. In fact, I was on the line. My position was left out, and, uh, <laughs> but uh, there's a thing called hit and spin, Yes. So when I'm working in an audience and I can look, I look, I read their faces and I, I can see they're not getting it. I kind of just hit and spin and go somewhere else. Because I don't want to, I'm not there to make anyone angry. I want them to laugh at themselves and, you know, we'll see what happens and have fun with it. And, and 99.9% of the time that happens. But I, I've been very fortunate and I'm glad you're jinxing it right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you better wear Kevlar tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Who were some of the comedians that influenced you or? Or who are some of the comedians today that, that don't get recognized for their abilities? I would say me. But um, <laughs> I, I'm still out there. I'm still out there swinging. Uh, there, there's a bunch of comedians. It, it's, you know, everyone has their own timetable. You know, I always tell people my career has been like an even line with a few blips like a, a EKG. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, but I, I've always worked. And I have a, I've had a lot of friends over the years who, you know, got a really big shot and then you never hear from them again so you know everyone has their their road they have to travel but the, you know when i started out it was johnny carson uh was i like johnny carson and kimmy's probably the who no and, i know uh, who <laughs> so i have to call my plumber to help out anyway so johnny was the type of guy 
that, uh, you know, if a joke didn't work, he'd get a bigger laugh getting out of it. And to me, that's a true comedian. You have to be able to you know? laugh at yourself as well. Oh, yeah. And I, I always tell people you should learn to laugh at yourself because others are laughing at you. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I hit, I hit a chord. <laughs> what, what are you saying, Bob? What are you saying? <laughs> I, I, I should read into it, Dutch. <laughs> oh. You must date a lot with that name. Anyway, uh, <laughs> right, going Dutch. Are you paying tonight? No, I'm Dutch. <laughs> you know, we love having you on the show. One of the reasons is is we want to make sure we promote your upcoming shows at the Helium Comedy Club this week in Indianapolis. Uh, you'll be there Saturday, July 13th at 7:30 and 10 o'clock. But as you mentioned, I mean, you travel everywhere. What are some of the upcoming shows you've got? Well, I'll be in Las Vegas next week at Brad Garrett's Comedy Club at the MGM Grand Hotel and Casino. Uh, and then uh, Carson City, I'm going to be at the Nugget Casino at the end of the month. been kind of doing like a mini residency there, doing Carson City tonight where you are the star. I come out and work the crowd, and then I have a desk, and I find people in the audience, and, and they're my guests for the show. So it's kind of cool. That is very that cool. That is really cool, especially considering you had said that Johnny Carson was kind of like a little bit of a muse, right? Yeah, well, you know, I did a Tonight Show with Jay, and I got real close to doing the Tonight Show with Johnny, uh, Ed McMahon. We became friends. He's a, he was a big fan of mine. I did Star Search. In fact, I beat Carrot Top on Star Search. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and tonight, he's in Vegas performing to uh, 3,000 people, and I'm on the phone with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's because well, you're anyway, so lucky. Ed, yeah, Ed actually, <laughs> in the old days, you'd send out a videotape, he had a messenger pick up a videotape. He tried to get me on the Tonight Show with Johnny, and it was the last six months of the show. And it turns out they went with Bette Midler. Well, you know what? If you're going to lose out to somebody, <laughs> <laughs> it could have been way worse. <laughs> yeah, but everybody in the world wanted to be on with him, sort of say goodbye, you know. But it was it was nice that he thought of me, you know. Absolutely. Who was your favorite comedian as you were uh, growing through the the practice, the field? Uh, you know, I've had a lot over the years. I, I don't like to say a favorite. I mean, some of the people are my friends, you know. And uh, you know, uh, I think you're putting me on the spot, Dutch, and I think this is what you do in your show. <laughs> well, I don't and mean... this is why Kimmy, Kimmy has to talk to you after the broadcast. So, you know, you want to talk. Right. I asked if you were physically threatened. I meant afterwards by other comedians <laughs> that you didn't talk about on the show that no one listens to. <laughs> Do comedians just stand in line to kick your ass? I don't... Um. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I mean, we normally okay. stand in line so they can kick right. our ass. Right. No, it's... There you go. There, you know what? That's the one thing that I've learned on this show is the more I make fun of myself, the more people seem to enjoy it. <laughs> well, you have to be able to make fun of yourself because then, you know, everyone can relate to you. There's a book about Sammy Davis Jr. Again, Kimmy's just eyes are blazing over the line. <laughs> why, why aren't you bringing up Holy Shore? Anyway, oh, so no. Sammy, Sammy Davis Jr. was the most incredible performer alive, but he didn't feel like he was getting the respect from the audience. And I think it was Jack Benny, and he's a famous comedian, Kimmy. And he I came know to Jack Benny, the problem. <laughs> he, said, he said to Sammy, you're too perfect. You got to make a mistake when you're out there, and then they can relate to you because we all make mistakes. And he started doing that, and all of a sudden, it was just a different uh, dynamic for his show. It, it's you know what it's it's so true because everybody likes, especially with social media today, they give off this image that everything's perfect. 
and no one yeah. is. We all have our own stuff we're dealing with in life. And when somebody can make a joke about it and make you realize you're not the only one, that to me is what makes comedy special. Yeah, and the other thing is, too, most of those people in the audience wish they could go up on stage and do what you're doing, and, and, and they're so scared of it, you know? Oh, so yeah. you, you kind of have the upper hand in, on, in, in that regards. Well, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. In my opinion, you are a true legend in this game. You know, like you said, you've been doing it for over four decades. And I don't well, that because I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Which makes me think, do you think the singer John Legend will ever be a legend? Well, he should be another John. <laughs> right. Well, I, I, you know, I don't know. It's better, you know what? I have. I always have questions on my mind. Like, can you binge watch one day at a time? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I know. actually, this, I was binge watching uh, the TV show Keith and Sutherland twenty four, then I called it a day. Oh, right. anyway, yeah. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Boy, I went too far. It's going so well. (laughs) (laughs) So these are all the ones you get out before you get out in front of the audience tonight, right? Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Well, thank you you guys. They can find me on Twitter at Bob Zaney. There's new Zaney report jokes every week there. And uh, I have a new thing, which is kind of cool, on my YouTube channel, Bob Zaney Videos. It's called uh, Comedy Color Commentary. Where me along with this other comedian Jason Lawhead, we do like a sportscaster review of the Comic Con stage while they're performing. It's kind of funny. Check it out on my YouTube yeah. channel. And you have some of the absolute coolest things if you go to your webpage that people could buy. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. The one of the most famous things, of course, the T-shirt that I believe has changed the country. Eat salmon, the other pink meat. Yes. That's a classic. <laughs> and I have the shirt for you, Dutch. It says, wake me if you're horny. And I guarantee if you wear it out of bed, you're going to get a good night's sleep. <laughs> I'm going to be in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Like we said, you're going to be at the Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis this weekend. You can check out their webpage to get the times. And, and Mr. Zaney, it has been an absolute pleasure. Yes, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. All right. Thank you, you, Kimmy. Thank you. You Keep them in in check, okay, Kimmy? I'm trying. I'm trying. (laughs) I know. All right. You guys uh, are the best. Hey, hey. You too. The the masterful Mr. Bob Zayden. Thank you. Thank you.